Hello, Jason. Hello, Henrietta. Hi, and welcome to the conversations. What have you been up to? Well, I have been traveling since our last um, recording. I was in Jamaica, which was a really important trip for me for a number of reasons. This is your second time in six months. It is my second time in six months, and um, I have been wholly consumed with uh, Jamaica my my history, my family, the whole the culture as a whole for the last like three, four years. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm in I'm in my middle age. As in like you were home you've been homesick essentially. I have been homesick and also I've just been, you know, going down the rabbit hole of understanding myself and um, my influences better and I'm Jamaican and most of my influences, let's say, are from those formative years growing up in Jamaica. So yeah, I have been really traveling back in so many ways, trying to understand the um, the fabric of my of my family and and surrounding community and the country and culture as a whole. It's been a really it's been a journey. It's been a journey in the best in the best possible ways. In the best possible ways, I've been speaking to a lot of family members about you know, certain things that I remember in growing up and what all of that meant and, you know, just really getting, um, trying to understand the Jamaican culture as much as possible uh, as a way to understand myself better. I find it really interesting because you definitely, for the years that I've known you, you've always identified um, or tied your identity, should I say, really closely to where you're from. Um, But I was surprised to hear, you know, a few years ago, that you don't go up back that often. Well, in fact, no, that's incorrect. I uh, historically, I I try, I've tried to go back um, every year, and I, I, for the most part, I had done that, but I had a little gap of three to four years where I I didn't go back. That's what I meant. Like since I since I've known you. Um, so yes, there was a period that I did not go back for for different reasons. Um, however, it's not that I was not thinking about the country. As uh, I, I wrote an essay last fall on uh, on my visit to Jamaica, and uh, leading up to that, I was listening and watching. Like I'm watching Jamaican news on YouTube every day. I'm I'm I'm, I'm watching certainly all the videos from the from the musicians and so forth. So I'm, ve- I'm I have been certainly in the last few years and continue to be very, very current on Jamaica. I don't know, there's some hook in there for me right now. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, you're so tied to it and you're so connected to it and you're very much a doer. Like, you want to go somewhere, you're there. Like, in the, in a very unusual way, like, I'll be talking about something for ages <laughs> and you're literally like, I'm talking about it for five minutes and then it's going to happen. And so I was surprised that for as much as you've been talking about going to Jamaica, that you hadn't been there, you know, in the years that we've been kind of friends and then you kind of made this very kind of big decision to go back. And that was like a really powerful trip because when you were talking about the challenges in being there, Mm -hmm. I really got a good understanding of like why that time had lapsed. Right. And and I'll retrace some of that, um, uh, a bit of that story. For those out there who do not know, (laughs) Jamaica historically uh, has been considered one of the most homophobic countries in the Western Hemisphere, if not the most homophobic, arguably. And so I have had to live with that reality about Jamaica for the la- for more than the last 15 years. When I was growing up, it wasn't as 
it wasn't as aggressive as it has been, let's say, over the last 15 years. Uh, it's sung about in the music. A lot of homophobic lyrics has come from everyone from the Shabba ranks that was, you know, 20 years ago. The guy. Uh, exactly. Um, to artists today, mind you, some of it has been tempered because a lot of those artists has suffered adversely, i.e. not being able to travel and perform around the world. So they realize that homophobia is not an exportable um, commodity at all. And therefore, that has staved off, at least in the music, some of that, that, um, um, mm-hmm. that hateful messaging. Uh, however, however, it's still homophobia has been prevalent in the still prevalent in the culture and, um, and continues to be. However, this trip was, I felt, a turning point for me. This most recent trip. This most recent trip, um, for sure. I went on to work on a, on a project, uh, a project that I, I hope to reveal on, in this form uh, soon enough. A project very close to my heart. And uh, the genesis, having Jamaica be the genesis of that project was also very important. And in doing so, I think I stripped some of the layers um, in Jamaica and I removed a considerable amount of the fear. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the past, when traveling to Jamaica, I literally, A, I don't dress how I usually dress. I'm quite quite flamboyant. I'm quite fashion forward. I will have all kinds, a lot of jewelry, headpiece, whatever. I, I dress up as a rule anywhere I am in the world. You're day. very, very expressive. <laughs> yes, I am. However, in Jamaica, as I put in my as I put in my essay last fall, I literally have to like dress down in grubby. I say hip hopish. Um, uh, <laughs> I still can't even imagine. Oh no no! I trust me. It was one of it's it's the most uncomfortable state I have been over the years when I'm in Jamaica trying to adopt a posture that is not my And just own. not be yourself oh. in the place where you're from. That's really, I mean, it's... It's, it's demoralizing. It's actually um, not as rare a situation, unfortunately. Many people kind of have to experience that. But for someone like you, who is so free and so expressive and just so honest and genuine, I can only imagine just to have to conform and temper yourself is just, I can't even imagine it really, really spirit-killing. And so for this project that I wanted to start in Jamaica, it was very important. I, I couldn't be any other way but myself. I had to I had to realize my true self. That being said, I have to say, um, there, uh, Style Week Jamaica, that was kind of the backdrop to this, to this project that I'm working on. And because of that backdrop, I was somewhat cosseted. You know, there were... There are fashion events going on and things get more colourful in Kingston. Was there an influx of people from outside of Jamaica coming in for this? Not necessarily. Okay. It was a limited It was a limited um, number of, say, internationals who were at this event and, um, and the surrounding events. And so because this was a fashion, though I have to tell you, in the past in Kingston, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not running around in anything that is bringing any attention to myself. But this time around, I have a camera in tow. I am going to multiple shows across the city, whether it be on a rooftop to on a to to the to the to the port to the middle of downtown Kingston, where a runway was enacted um, in the middle of the street. So any of those locations, I was dressed to the hilt. I am not joking. I was following so so closely on Instagram and Instagram stories, but the posts, your outfit posts, 
Oh my goodness. Well, I'm sure a lot I of, couldn't even deal with how amazing they were. Well, I'm sure a lot of people were looking from the outside in who have some understanding of Jamaica and were thinking, what the fuck is this boy doing in Kingston, in downtown Kingston, mind you, with like a gold headpiece um, and, you know, and extremely vol- voluminous gender fluid clothing. I mean, I'm sure. But what, so track the difference between the first trip and the second trip, because the first trip was, obviously it was the first trip in a few years. It was kind of shrouded in in, in excitement, but also in a bit of fear. A lot of fear. Um, yeah. Uh, and in, in the unknown of like, what's going to happen, like you just said that you had to completely dress down. I remember you telling me when you got back about, in a sense, you went out with your cousin and you forgot you left an anklet on. Yes. And the you know, the potential issues that could have ensued from that. So how was this trip different? Do you feel like the first trip was a really good precursor to make you really kind of get your bearings and really understand what your boundaries were? Or do you just feel like you just gave zero fucks the second trip? Well, you know what? I, I have to say, in writing that essay last fall and in discussing it with um, with a number of people, you know, I got the response that it was so, it was so sad. And I was just like... I, I'm not sure if I was expecting that response. People are like, it's so sad. I'm like, ooh, sad things attributed to me is not really, it didn't seem sound fitting. I think it's sad because it's you, because you're someone who usually moves through those things. And so the idea that you felt like you had to do something like that, that's so the antithesis of who you are and how you operate. I think that's one thing. But I think also, I mean, listen, you live in New York, a lot of your following is in a lot of very liberal cities around the world. And so I think just the idea that you can still in 2017, 18, live in such a homophobic society, you know, we know about it in certain regions where it's, you know, it's it's so prevalent as like that being the defining attribute of a culture. Mm-hmm. But in Jamaica, it kind of sounds really counterintuitive when you think about how colourful it is, when you think about the music, when you think about dancehall, when you think about the way that people are expressing themselves from the men to the women to the children. Like, it feels very um, counter to what you would think the culture in Jamaica is. And I think that's also why people are quite surprised. And, and that observation, I, I, I think, is on point in that you really, even myself being Jamaican, knowing how colorful and dynamic the, the people and the culture is, I, I, I've never really quite understood, I never really quite understood that. But in fact, it's very real. And the, the, the reality is that I, I understood it very well. I understood that these people do not play around. They're not trying to um, confront and encounter homosexuality. They don't want it in their face. They don't even want to know that it exists in any proximity uh, to them. So that I understood. But Here's the thing. I thought last fall I was holding on. I was kind of like, I drank the Kool-Aid. I really was like, oh, this narrative is, is, is unchangeable and this is how it is. And I have to just like, I have to fall in line and I just have to live in this fear. But there was also a deeper, greater level of I also need to be pragmatic and think about my safety. 100%. Like you're not trying to get like killed on the backs of wanting to... Do you know what I mean? Just to just be expressive. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, I I was willing to make that sacrifice in order to uh, to have other experiences on the island. But I, 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 when I wrote the essay, it, it. it became off as though I was on the run. In fact, I, I, I made the comparison to that trip to Jamaica, those four or five days that I was there was akin to being on the run. I couldn't stay anywhere too long, just kept it moving. If I got a side eye, 
keep it moving. It just didn't feel right. It just didn't and your trip was short for that that exact reason. Like you literally, you genuinely were there for like a long weekend. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, do you well, maybe you've not seen like your family? I was like, do you maybe want to go for longer than five minutes? <laughs> every hour was like plotted, and, and and it was all movement, stealth <laughs> movements. Stealth, Jamaica. Yes, that was the word I used. It was so stealthy, and um, and I don't know. There was something about that that was kind of unsettling as well. So I welcomed the opportunity to have a more let's call it a more liberal environment. And here's the thing: it's not as though it, it was more liberal just because I also had to make it more liberal. I also had to be like, you know what, Jason, you're in an environment where it's not uh, totally public and this audience is a little bit more, let's say a bit more discerning and it's okay to take a chance here. So are you saying that in this instance, uh, in this second trip, fashion was quite an amazing kind of veil in a way? Absolutely. Or, or, or you can look at it as a cloak or a veil, or you can look at it as an, an, a perfect arena. Or a perfect arena, exactly. Any, any, any of the above. And I have to say, you know, of course, you know, I did get some stink eye, but for the most part, in testing these waters in a very different way, in a, in a very authentic way, I got a very different response. You know, there were particularly the, let's call them the mature women, they were in their 40s and 50s, and also some men, there was just such intrigue and, you know, nods of like, you do your thing. And like, and as the Jamaicans are very expressive. So this was also coming from very expressive people mm-hmm. with like great personal style, expressive style. They were just like, you do your thing. This is great. So I felt a whole different energy that I didn't know that was in Jamaica to the extent that I I left the venues where the, these fashion shows were or these fashion events were. And I'm in town going to get a patty or running into whatever store, I still have my heels on, I still have my regalia on, and yes, people, heads are literally, heads are like whiplash. But nonetheless, I I still felt like my I was going to be shot, that I was going to get a lot of attention, but that I would make it out of whatever situation I was in alive. So that that was, there was a sea change, sea change there. But this is, ah, this is what I love about style, like, Style really can transcend so many things. Like what you're talking about with the mature, um, the older men and the women, like give, you know, the nod to your style. It's like that had, that wasn't about you being gay or straight. It wasn't about you being like black or white. It wasn't about, it was about you tapping into what was like just you, your authentic self and manifesting that through incredible style. And that translates. Like that's what I love about style. That's when... You know, we talk about about often like style, what's personal style in this age of social media and influencers and people just like playing a part or wearing a particular uniform for likes or whatever. It's like that is real style when people see it. It's it's so innate to like who you are. Like, I love that. And it definitely was uh, an important currency uh, on this trip. It really, really was. It was embraced. And then, you know, there, there's some changes happening in Jamaica surrounding the style front as well, because tons of models, there's about 15 to 20 noted models currently um, out of Jamaica who are working across the world. I was so impressed by um, the export of models that's currently going on now. And uh, and that also, I'm like, wait, I 
I see these kids in, in, in Paris or London or whatever the case may be, there was also my surroundings was very international feeling. And these, these young models, please, I mean, they're surrounded by queens everywhere. They don't, they're not batting a lash, you know? So that also helped to create a, a safer and a more casual environment surrounding being expressive uh, with your style. But that's also an interesting point about these models and the international fields then, because a lot of, you know, we've been talking about this a lot, the, I guess, the public-facing change of fashion as it come, as it kind of relates to diversity and, you know, having black models and black influencers and people of that sort, like, in the industry now. And how, you know, you're seeing these girls, you're running around with them in Paris and London at different fashion weeks, different events, and then you're able to see them in their environment in Jamaica and it all just kind of is a bit also a bit of a full circle moment, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So I have to say that was a very, that was very telling that was very telling how they helped to sort of ease the energy uh ease the energy in the in the in those environments and and so that was very helpful that helped me feel more comfortable and the more comfortable i felt the more i show out because i was just like well wait a minute the, the gates are off here i'm i'm not going to censor myself to any extent i'm going to be I'm going to be clever, but I'm I'm going to do me as I would anywhere else. And I was thrilled. I was thrilled to be able to do that. As I said, I have never been able to do that in Jamaica since I left that country. And this was a good, solid amount of time as well. It was, was what, like a 10-day trip? 10 days, yeah. I was there for 10 days. <laughs> and was... you felt safe and you felt... I did. I did feel. Um, I did feel safe. Even shooting, as I said, downtown Kingston, where the, the crowds came out and they were very, they were keenly attentive and so forth. But I did feel safe. But also, here's the thing: there was something I saw in Jamaica that I had never seen before. Um, as a part of my project, I talked to transsexuals, to transvestites, to a slew of gay people in in Kingston, in Jamaica. I found out about their stories. And so, and I also went to a gay club. Can I tell you? I have never done one of that in Kingston. Um, and there is a, there's a, a bit more openness. You know, now they're having parties that is weekly, that is, um, that's in the middle of Kingston, not no longer consigned to the hills and private homes and is all clandestine. There's a, there's a, a bit more openness. And I experienced that for the first time. That's I, incredible. Oh, it was phenomenal. And I have to say, these queens... They were doing the most. You can imagine, they're Jamaicans. They know how to dance. They are dressed to the nines. I mean, the energy and the, 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 the dynamism was, was all there. Oh, it and sounds so fun. It literally, I, <laughs> the, the, the night I went to the club, we're all chilling, hanging, having some drinks, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, probably went like one o'clock. By three o'clock in the morning, I literally, people were flying from the rooftops into like flying splits. <laughs> they were leaping off the floor around the necks of this one. It was so phenomenal. I can't even tell you. Just like to to know, A, the Jamaican energy, and then to see the queens who, as we know, they're the trendsetters in so many respects. Yeah. And to see them being able to whine and grind like the best of them, they really... I love that. Really then there's it. like a real sense of community. Oh, no doubt. No, 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 no. Not to say, I, I, I had some, I heard some harrowing stories. It's not to say that those stories are not there. The stabbings, the shootings, etc. A lot of these people that I encountered had, had, had experienced quite some real hardships in Jamaica surrounding their homosexuality or, or trans, transgenderism. Um, but 
I have to say, even those who have who have some history of pain, they they speak about the new era that they've entered or they're entering. It's really funny because I've I've been watching um, a couple documentaries and just been reading some literature around it. But there's like it's very reminiscent of of the New York scene in the sort of. 70s and early 80s of that whole kind of coming together of communities there's obviously a lot of pain and it's still very much marginalized like it wasn't at all the mainstream um and it kind of reminds me a little bit of that where it's it's like this kind of emerging there's this emerging excitement around this culture and this sense of like connection and all of that sort of thing, it just feel I don't know. It seems like there's a few kind of parallels there. But here, here's also the thing. I and and that this uh, sentiment was echoed by uh, several people when I was down there. I think it's important now that Jamaicans see examples of just gay people or whatever, wherever you fall on the on the spectrum. I think it's important now to be to be visible. I think that changes uh, that changes the narrative considerably when you're seeing just gay people living their lives and, you know, they're not trying to convert you or trying to molest a child or whatever the case may be, whatever those fears are in the culture, you know, that they are just living. And I I, I think there is an opportunity for more visible gays now and, um, and that will help their profile in the country. But another thing that was very interesting, I had a driver when I was shooting downtown, a driver security guy, when I was shooting downtown Kingston, and I thought this was very interesting when he told me. I was just like, you know, I, I had a little, I'm like, dude, are you sure that it's okay for me to get out of this car with my gold <laughs> tresses and my full regalia, including pumps and whatever else I had? I love that you're like, in case you've not noticed when I got in the car, I'm kind of doing the most right now. I'm doing the absolute <laughs> most. And he was just like, listen up. He was just like, gay people are so powerful in Kingston that here in downtown Kingston, these people are, don't necessarily know what you're associated to. So th- th- nothing will happen to you here because, as I said, the powerful, they're powerful gay people who run shit in this town. And you, especially by the way you look, you seem like you're someone and, um, and they don't know who you're associated with. So you will have zero issues down here. I thought that was very potent as well. Hmm. And after, the question after, of power is always an interesting one. The question of power is always, always an interesting one indeed. And, you know, I've always known this. You know, if you're of privilege in Jamaica, yeah, you can you can sort of corn off yourself and live a <clears throat> and live, live your life. Uh, however, if you're of, of different socioeconomic position, it's that's where you that's where you get you get roasted. That's where the issue is. You you can't sort of buy that privacy, and you can't do the travels and all of those kind of things. That's uh, that uh, doesn't allow you to be found out. So oh, that, was, that was another very... another 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 relevant tale of the uh, the tales of um, economic and social power. There you go. There you Being go. the thing, right? And, yeah. and it's interesting. It's like in any country, in any situation, whether it's it's you know gender, sexuality, economics, whatever, it's always always prevails. All, it's always the thing that wins. Always, always. But I have to say, one one takeaway from this trip is that you know I've thought recently. I'm like, if I 
if I were to move back to Jamaica, this is a time in my life that I would consider doing so. And having been there, I gotta tell you, I'm having this this real pull, and I may very well do Is this, this your story. announcement that you're moving it, to Jamaica? This, this may be an announcement. Live, uh, live on this podcast. This may be an to, announcement. To, to break it softly to me. It, it really <laughs> may be. It really, really, really may be, because I am feeling that I am going to split my time in Jamaica, like, as soon as this fall. I, do you know what? I... I really kind of love that because I feel like everything that you've been saying is so true. And I feel like that your energy and just what you bring to the table is so needed because, you know, while I'm really happy and excited that things are really progressing, it does make me feel sad that, you know, there's like an economic quality to it. So it's like still the really powerful difference between the haves and the have nots and what that can mean and the difference, literally the difference almost of life and death. Absolutely. You know, and so I think there's just so much work that could be done and there's so much potential. Um, and psychically, so, I mean, I appreciate the the, 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 the civic part of your, of your statement there, but I, I have to consider this more personally, I have to say. This is like I have this psychic sort of need to to live a different life as well, you know, and to live a life. And it was really, I mean, can I tell you, it was really nice to be, I have a pretty a uh, big family in Jamaica, but it was really nicer everywhere I went. I was like, okay, there's a family here. This one yeah. is whipping by here. That one is coming through. You could just go over the hill and go see this one. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, um, wait, wait a minute. What, how have I socialized myself in, you know, in, in, in the free world here in America and, and the rest of the, the world that I travel? I don't know. There was something quite fuzzy and quite comfortable. And, um, and also... As I said, psychically, for this time in my life, there was something that seemed quite right. There's definitely something special, especially as we get into our old years of being, coming home, mm. being around family, mm-hmm. and being, uh, you know, being around the place that is very familiar to you in a very strange way. Familiar in a way that not necessarily that you remember or that you have these vivid memories, but just familiar because it's a sense of place, a place that is home. It's a place that's home. And I Plus, I think you suffer from sad, like seasonal affective disorder. Oh, so I can imagine the sun was... That's so true. No, but you actually do. Like, I actually do. Like, I don't, operate, I don't operate the same um, uh, in sunny, shiny times as I do when it's gloomy and rainy and snowing. Oh, at all. Like, I'm truly impacted by that. So we'll see. I mean, I don't want to, of course, you know, we have sometimes a dreamscape. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I've been really thinking about it. But that's what I'm saying, because there's also work to be done. And I think that's why it feels right from how I'm looking at it, because I think there is this civic part to it and really contributing to the culture. And then there's this other familial side of it where you want to be surrounded by love and, like, reconnect with your family and be in the sun so and you've been talking about you know what is this all about like why am I trying to be in New York and like be in this capitalist crazy concrete rat rat race and you know you want to kind of be in the sun and live off the earth and like eat you know from the earth picking mangoes from the tree exactly you know multiple of them no, it really then and the nuances of the nuances of the culture as well in Jamaica. Um, you know, I understand though I left Jamaica when I was ten, eight years old, I understand all the nuances of that culture. I really do speak the language, you know, in all its facets. And uh, and, and all of it is a reflection of me. And so I don't know, the the, the, the pull the pull is real. 
Nepal is real. I'm definitely, I'm so glad I missed, I couldn't make it to this trip, but I'm definitely going to go to Jamaica with you. I would love to go. Oh, you absolutely, you absolutely, the, absolutely must. The culture is really rich. The island is stunningly, yeah. stunningly beautiful. And I got to tell you, you can find a pace in Jamaica, at least a pace that suits me. You know, everyone thinks I'm this great extrovert and I just like to keep things moving all the time. I also do idleness really well. <laughs> all, like, I, I really do. Like, I love to be sitting down, reading a book, ca- gathering my thoughts, looking at an ocean, like those kind of mm-hmm. things, you know, those. And in Jamaica, it, it you can, you know, Jamaica, you can. We're definitely, we're definitely going to do a trip because, you know, you are obviously one of my closest friends and you know it's so close to your heart and um and one of my bestest and oldest friends from when we were like 10 um till this day uh is from Jamaica and so to I think have not gone I think is blasphemous it it is and I would love to get your impression on on the country and culture and by the way I do not rule out going again by the end of the summer so we may have to talk about that let's Um, talk about it yeah it's no it's real it's very very real like that it feeds my soul to the extent that I come back here and I'm just like granted of course the weather has not been in any way acceptable but like I come back here and I'm just (laughs) well you came I mean to be fair it's not been the best week to come back but but Seriously, the things that I'm looking at, I'm just kind of like, um, you know what? This doesn't reflect me. This really does not reflect me. Where I came from, that that is me. That is me. And granted, of course, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not, you know, I don't know if I can set up shop in Jamaica for 365. I don't know if I can set up shop anywhere for 365. I was going to say that. <laughs> but I love the idea of leaving from Jamaica to Basel in December. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love the reverse of things. I love, you know, January, February. I don't really want to be thinking about anywhere cold or North America. Like, I'm just like, get me to Jamaica. So, um, you know, we have to will these things. I'm putting it out there. Let's see how these things materialize. The universe will reorganize itself to bring you what you need. And this sounds like that's it. And um, yeah, I'm excited to hear more. I'm excited to see the project. Uh, Yes. But more importantly, I'm excited that you're back. Indeed. And I feel like I have to write uh, uh, another essay to sort of speak to the current place, to the changes as I experienced them and I saw them. Um, in Jamaica, so I do plan to do that, and I I don't expect it to be as sad. It, it's not going to be. You can tell you're just beaming from ear to ear. But welcome back. Thank you, my dear. Excited okay. to be doing the podcast again. Not excited to be in New York. Well, <laughs> ciao, ciao. Bye. Huh? It's my time for something.